whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi Next Class. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season two, episode nine, hashtag These Are My Confessions. And Kelsey, can you please read us the Netflix summary? Sure. Grace confesses to having feelings for Zig during a party in the woods. To win volleyball city finals, Shay realizes that they need Frankie, but wonders if she can forgive her. Yale must reluctantly go on a date with Baz. I didn't realize that they were Volleyball City finals. I didn't know that either. <laughs> I knew that they were trying to go to like comp- like competition. I guess it was finals or whatever. Like the I don't remember the words Volleyball City ever nope. happening. Never once. <laughs> but sure, whatever. Um the episode is called These Are My Confessions. Grace makes some confessions to Zig. And to Maya Um, at the end. Yeah. And I feel like that's pretty much it. But or and I guess Hunter and Yale finally make their confessions to each other that they like each other. So that's also exciting. And Frankie like confesses she was wrong. She finally like formally apologizes. I don't know. But I feel like it's a pretty the the title actually makes sense this time. Yes. And now I have that song stuck in my head, and it's a great yeah. Now song. I just have I'm okay with stuck it. in my head. <laughs> it's, I'm gonna listen to it once we get off of this because yeah, I just have like the intro like do 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 like guitar stuck in my head. I have the chorus stuck in my head. <laughs> These are <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. Did you ever watch Glee? Were you one of those? Because I was briefly I did. one of those. I did at first. No shame in that like game. Like the first couple seasons. Me too. No shame in that game. I liked Glee. Um, season one was good. Season one was good. I was an early Glee like fan because I remember the pilot came out like in June of whatever, of, like probably 20, 2009, 2010. I can't remember. I just know the pilot came out early and then the rest of the season didn't air until fall. And I remember like me and my friend Kelly's sister were both like – this is going to be great, guys. <laughs> like her younger sister. And everyone's like, I don't know. Acapella. Don't stop believing. Oh, my God. But. Well, I was saying that because uh, Confessions reminds me of when they did that song in a mashup with something else. It was like the boys were competing with the girls. And Finn right. sang that. And it was like the first time in my brain that the lyrics to I think it's actually like Confessions Part 2 or whatever. Yeah, it's Confessions Part 2. It's all about how Usher like cheated on his lady and got the girl pregnant. Yeah, it was the first time that I really listened (laughs) to the lyrics about the pregnant part. I think I was just like, because it came out, I think, in like sixth or seventh grade. middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Sixth or seventh grade. And it just like, and I was like, okay, this is a fun song. But I like did not fully listen to those lyrics. You know. Yeah, I think it definitely was years later until I realized what that song was about. Yeah. Because I was like 12 when it came out. Yeah. And also, I didn't really listen to Confessions that much. It was more about like, yeah, and burn. Basically, like any song that played at a school dance. I was going to say middle school dance songs. <laughs> all of them. 
I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the first song I ever slow danced to was Burn by Usher. Mine mine is so embarrassing. I think mine was um I hope you dance. I'm pretty sure. Oh my god. I'm like I'm like almost certain. That's amazing. Yeah. It was That is amazing. Oof. Yeah. And I, I still remember the the boy who I first slow danced with, he had like that bleached hair that like his hair was not naturally blonde, so it was like kinda orange because it was like peroxide bleached. Two thousand three or four. What a time to be alive. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Mine was uh sixth grade and it was with yep. a guy that for some reason my best friend and I were like heavily competing over in a way that was truly <laughs> vindictive and horrible. And he could not give a shit less about either of us, but basically, like, entertained it the entire time because it's, like, whatever, what else is happening? And we it was sixth grade. It was, like, but I, like, I cringe thinking about, like, my behavior. Like, just so, like, obsessed with this person for truly no reason whatsoever. Like, in retrospect, (laughs) I'm, like, I don't, why? I think it was the competition that really fueled me. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, I don't know. I mean, I feel like middle school was when, like, it's, like, the first time you think about, like, relationships being, like, real. Or, like, they they seem to, like, get amped up a little bit because yeah. you're, like, hormones are happening. Like, you can actually be boy. You can, like, hold hands in the hallways. You can, like, if you date a football player, you wear their jersey on, like, Fridays before they have games that weekend at least that's how it was at my middle school like if you were one of the girls who was like quote unquote dating a football player that happened in high school too I don't know just middle just thinking about middle school relationships is just sending me back not that I had one I was always the friend like that was in between the two people who were dating that they used to like communicate because again it was still middle school oh I was that definitely in like sixth and probably seventh grade definitely sixth grade yeah yeah I remember one time having to like it was Valentine's Day and my friend's boyfriend like couldn't find her after school so he like gave me like a big chocolate heart and like a flower or something it was like can you give this to whoever and I was like yep I'm spending the night at her house tonight and then I like went over to her house and I was like he gave this to you. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. And then we ate the chocolate heart together. It was actually, I still benefited from the gift. Yeah. So it was fine. I was going to say, you came <laughs> out on top. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, my, my first my first dance, sixth grade nonsense crush, uh, is married to a truly lovely person who is like, he, they started dating, I think, in eighth grade. I'm pretty sure mm, and now they wow. are like married and whatnot he's like the they are like the one example of I'm like okay they are childhood sweethearts that like will actually that, like, like make sense make it and like it makes sense I would yeah. I would shout them out but I'm like not giving out first last names yeah also, no. <laughs> I, don't, I think like if either of them knew that I was like truly giving them any thought right <laughs> now they would be horrified <laughs> yeah Anyway, we have not even started talking about this episode yet, um, but Zig, so it's, the episode starts with like Zig 
trying to like recite information from his fake ID we eventually learn because um they Zig, Grace and Tiny are going to throw a keg party to raise money for Tiny's flights to science camp. <laughs> yes. Um also it was very upsetting to me that they were like pretending to be born in 1994. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, 1994 works right now? <laughs> like, how far into the future are we? I mean, Well, that yeah. is the year that my sister was born, so. And she's turning 26 this year. In a couple weeks. Um, but anyway. Uh, but yeah, but I think, so. like, Zig's like, I don't even look like this guy. Like, are you sure it's going to work? And Zig talks about how it's like, look, you guys have the same dimples. It's fine. And he's like. You notice my dimples? And it's, like, awkward. Um, And then they're like, oh, too bad we can't raise enough money for all of us to go. And then Grace proposes, like, oh, we should rent a camper van and road trip to go visit Tiny this summer. Just me and you, Zig. Also, so Tiny, like, makes a comment, like, are you in love with Zig? And Grace is like, haha, shut up. Goodbye. <laughs> and then she is like, I have to go do a thing. And they're like, they're like, ooh, woman of mystery. And, like, Tiny calls her a keeper. And, like, but they see, like, the mystery thing is, like, a little bit jokey. But, like. Tiny and Zig are like, she's a keeper, like, what a catch, blah, blah, blah. And they seem to be very serious as she's like, because she's like walking away. And I'm like, what is <laughs> happening right now? It's all very strange. And it's all, like, again, it's like, it's all getting like weirdly ramped out and feels like it's out of nowhere because this entire crush came out of nowhere. So it's like, oh, let's like prepare our expectations to be fucked with in this episode. Yep. Because plot. Yep. So then we are with Gail, do, who is doing like long division in her head with VJ, I believe. Um, but then, is it, does Baz come in yeah. with the invitation to the quote unquote bush party? Yes. That starts at noon. Didn't realize it was on a Saturday, but. So I'm like, what does that even mean? Does that mean it's in the woods? I feel like this could be more clear. Call it a ravine Why party because that's where you I, are. I was just going to say, call it a ravine party. Like, like we haven't used, have we haven't like used the word ravine in such a long time that I like forgot that it existed until this party. Does, does like, Degrassi Next Generation like own the word ravine? I don't think I've heard ravine <laughs> since. I don't know. Clean the ravine. Like we meet, we got like a social disease in the ravine. I don't know. Maybe it just has like so much drama has gone down in that ravine. So that maybe we're trying to rebrand and call it a bush. Like we're in Australia. I don't, I don't understand. But um, it's also like clearly the ravine. It is clearly the ravine. It's the exact same ravine location. They've shot every single ravine scene in, in the entire show. So I don't know. Also, apparently, there's a $20 cover, which seems crazy expensive <laughs> to me, especially if you're in high school. Oh, it is way too expensive, but I mean, I guess how else are they going to fly Pay for tiny to California? for an international fl- flight. Yeah. <laughs> also, I apologize if you can hear my cat screaming in the background. He's currently waiting to be fed. Um, but anyway, 
Baz then invites Yale to the party and kind of calls in his like, you owe me a date. And she's like, I didn't know you were serious about that. And then VJ's like, but what about you and Hunter? Like, what's Hunter going to think? And Yale's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, come on, you two are like your own teen drama. And it's a whole thing. Honestly, <laughs> I don't think they're, despite everything, I don't think they're that dramatic. Like, when I hear teen drama, I think of, like, Eclair. And I'm like, nah. Oh, God, yeah. I'm like, I feel like, weirdly enough, Hunter, who has been institutionalized, has it way more together <laughs> than Eli ever did. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm a little bit facetious right now, please. I know he brought a gun to school. I'm not always serious, guys. <laughs> but, I mean, I think, like, Hunter is a teen drama, but I don't think, like, Hunter and Yale no. are a teen drama. Yale, like, brings the whole dramatics down. Yale yeah. is, like, I feel, like, very even-keeled. And even though they are kind of, like, Oh, do they like each other? I don't know. I don't think it's been... I don't think that situation has, like, caused any drama, really. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't think it's that dramatic. But whatever. Um, so then we're at volleyball practice. And Shay is, like, upset that they aren't doing well. And Lola's, like... Oh, wait, no, we're not at practice. I think we're just talking about volleyball. And because Degrassi's not doing very well. And Lola's like, uh, sorry, we're a weak team. <laughs> and Shay's frustrated because she wants the scouts to notice her, but nobody cares about the best player on the worst team, quote unquote, according to her. And she's like, dead set on making the playoffs. I have to win the next game to do that. And she has a mission. Honestly, like, I, I don't know anything about sports or high school sports or I, college sports. My The only thing that I feel like I can make a statement about is because I watched all of Last Chance U. <laughs> and I feel like, yeah, okay, best player on the worst team probably isn't getting scouts coming to see her because they're not like why they're not going to come out for just one person unless they're like so exceptional that it's like made the news but i feel like that's like as like shay is probably that good but there's it's not like there's a press or whatever but i feel like it's coach armstrong's job to send out like her tapes to recruiters like for colleges and scouts so that they can see her and if they're not coming then you know yeah yeah, especially because he's, like, cre- like since Shay didn't get into that whatever-the-fuck sports thing, he missed, like, it's canon that Coach Armstrong is creating, like, extra drills and workouts for Shay to do in her off time. Like, he seems pretty invested already, so it's like, come on, Armstrong. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Also, if, but know. if they're playing good teams and scouts are coming out for good teams, then they're seeing Shay play. Exactly. Yeah. Unless they're like only coming out for playoffs or whatever. Also, Shay, you're a sophomore. Like, you have time. Like I said, (laughs) not everyone gets like only like a select few very exceptional people get recruited as sophomores. Like, I think there was like one football player at my school who got recruited as a sophomore, but it's like that just like never happens. Like, you have time. You're fine. Yeah. 
you're not even trying to, you're not even old enough to be taking SATs right now. Like, maybe kick it up more next year. I mean, I don't know. I guess she's looking forward, but I don't think this year's season is going to matter too much in the long run. Like, focus on junior year. <laughs> but if we know anything about Shay, it's that she puts way too much pressure on herself. True. Um, But then we're with... So, Grace is... Is she at the doctor? Yeah. Yeah, so Zig and... She's at the doctor, but she's distracted because Zig and Tiny are like... Letting her know that they got the keg. And Grace's mom wants her to tell her friends about her condition. Uh, but Grace is, like, still kind of apprehensive about it. But she's asking her doctor if a, like, cross-country road trip is possible with her condition. And it sounds like it might be possible. Like, her doctor's like, well, as long as you're, like, taking care of yourself, it could happen. Um, which is interesting. Also, I do, I do like, um, I like her relationship with her mom. She seems to have a pretty open and honest relationship with her mom. Um, totally. You know, like her mom knew about the Zig stuff because she brings up Zig and she's like, and the nurse or doctor, or I can't remember who she's talking to is like, oh, is that your boyfriend? And, um, she, she's like, no. And her mom's like, but she's working on it. Yeah. Her mom is, yeah, I really like her mom. Her mom is awesome in this episode. But then we are with the volleyball girls again, or with Shay at least. And she's kind of like, we're really bad, but Frankie's not bad. Is it possible for Frankie to come back on the team? And I'm like, oh no. (laughs) I feel like it's too soon, but I don't know. And she's, and also she's like, um she's this is when she's drilling them i think she talks about the frankie stuff when they're talking about losing but after the doctor's office she is she's like drilling them really hard because she's like well maybe she can avoid the frankie situation altogether i think is the thinking if they just like Mm -hmm. work their asses off to become a different team entirely in like three days right 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 right. she's doing everything she can to avoid the frankie situation yeah, um, so she's, like, working the team super hard, and they're all complaining because they've been doing this forever, and Goldie's like, I have an English paper that's 30% of my grade, and Lola wants to leave. She wants to leave to go to the party to show Tiny that she's over him. I'm unclear about the timing of this scene, if they're doing this in the morning and on a Saturday, or if they're doing this the day before on the Friday and, like, I, I don't know. I'm un- it's unclear. I think that I don't know either. I, I, I would love a <laughs> it calendar. It must be on Saturday because they like want to leave to go to the thing that starts at noon. Yeah. So they must be working out like very early in the morning. I don't know. Yeah. Because in the next scene, we're with Hunter and Yale who are playing Magic the Gathering. Um, but she's like, and he's like, oh, do you want to like watch a movie or do like a movie marathon of some Lord of the Rings ripoff thing it sounds like and he's like we have all day it's Saturday you don't have to be anywhere tomorrow and she's like actually I have a date with Baz tonight we're going to that party and he's like not responding very well to that I can't remember what he says 
But my note is, oh, Hunter, you're digging yourself into a hole. But I can't remember what he says. Um, There's a couple things. So he's they're both like just dancing around the thing, which is like they're just having mm-hmm. like a very high school conversation, like two people <laughs> that don't want to admit that they like each other. And I'm just like, just tell each other that you like each other. Um, <laughs> but Hunter at one point says, Baz is just happy. Any dumb girl will go out with him, which right. is not great. Um, and he's like, are you going to kiss him? And she's like, I don't know. I'm a boy. He's a girl. He likes girls. I like boys. We both have lips. A kiss is on the table. (laughs) Do we want to talk about fashion? Because Hunter's has a weird shirt with like patches on his shoulders in the scene that I didn't care for. I didn't either. Um, but I did think it was a good contrast when he goes to the party later with everyone dressed in white. Mm, Um, right. I only have two notes, and one of them is that Maya's party outfit looks like she just fell out of Midsommar. Yeah, she has a flower crown. (laughs) And at the end of the episode, Tiny is wearing a black shirt with stars on it, and I liked it. Uh, Gail puts on a white dress, like, led to her by Frankie and contacts, and Zig has, like, a sleeveless button-up on at the beginning of the episode. Because of course he does. Of course he does. Um, yeah, Frankie sees Hunter actually like destroying his potential at a relationship, <laughs> and also like Yale getting really upset. So she just she just fully sweeps in there. I think in in some ways, Frankie is so, just by being twins is so much more mature. Yeah, definitely. And she's like, you know what, Yale, I'm gonna help you get ready. I have a dress that I think would look perfect on you for this date and she kind of like swoops in and is like let's separate you two right now (laughs) this is not going anywhere but then we're in the ravine and grace and maya are like getting ready and for the party and grace is like kind maybe trying to tell maya that she likes Zig is she's like you know what I need to tell you something I think Zig is like moving on or something like that and Maya's like oh yeah I had a feeling that was gonna happen and Grace is confused but it but then we look over at Zig who's like hanging out with Esme and Maya's like yeah I had a feeling that they were gonna hook up and Grace is like what no I don't what I don't are you sure you I don't think that happened and Maya's like, well, if it hasn't happened yet, it's probably going to. <laughs> and Grace is horrified. Yeah. I feel so much for Grace in this. I, I just, as much as I, like, truly loathe the idea of her and Zig together, like, makes me very upset and mad. It's, it's, it, I want Grace to be happy. Yeah. Yeah, this whole episode, I was just like, ugh. I don't want to watch. It's hard to watch. Um, But then we are, then Baz shows up to pick up Gail and he's putting his foot in his mouth like usual. I can't remember what he says. I think he's like, wow, you like you clean up good or like you actually look not. I can't remember what he says. Oh, there's a couple things. He's well, first he's like <laughs> doing like the right thing, which is like, wow, you look wow, which is like what everyone wants to hear. And I've literally never <laughs> once heard a boy say that. And that just might be my own problem. <laughs> it's like my my current, you know, is, I'll just be like, how do I look? And he's like, I don't 
whatever, great. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> he like, oh, I, I think it's I think it's when I ask for a compliment, it just immediately evokes a no fuck you response. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm not gonna give you what you want. <laughs> <laughs> it has, it, if it comes organically, though, it's fun. But also, do you do? But will you? Would you do it if he was like, "How do I look?" Or would you also be like, "What? What do you want from me?" Would it be the same response? I mean, yeah, I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> when, <laughs> anything, it's that I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> also, when he does compliment uh, me, I'm like, "Fuck you! What do you want?" <laughs> I, um, um, no. So he, so Baz does like the wow thing, whatever. Um, and then he's like, what, what did you do? And she's like, oh, I'm wearing contacts. And he's like, you should wear contacts more often. Right. Which, by the way, is a shitty thing to say. Like, my comparison is, I mean, I do wear contacts, but my comparison is, like, I have really curly hair. And when I straighten my hair, any time any person goes, wow, you should straighten your hair more often, I want to punch myself in my own face. Yeah like oh well fuck me I guess yeah, like I, I guess I just look trash the rest of the time I'm like oh so you you think it's far better for me to spend like two hours getting ready <laughs> just for my hair yeah fuck you let me live yeah it's it's yeah. a nightmare but he goes it's equivalent to like if you if you like lose weight and people are like oh my god you look so good you're like well I guess I really looked horrible before I <laughs> hate that I hate it yeah. so much like oh i'm a i'm worth like i'm a person now great in your eyes it's it's the worst (laughs) literally never ever comment on my body no i like or appearance i i have a um i have a coworker who i love very dearly um but like truly lacks boundaries in that area Mm. and i'm just like I'm I'm, i'm like everything that you're saying is like really nice and complimentary but also like I hate when people talk to me about how I look, especially like just body image is so complicated, guys. Don't talk to other people about their bodies without prompting. No, no. Unless you're like a doctor and it's scientific or like you're like someone's trainer and like that's like that's what you're like that is what you've agreed to talk about or something like yeah. otherwise no if there's an invitation to talk about someone's body like they're like please talk about this with me sure right but unprompted i mean i just never i don't know what to say <laughs> anyway anyway don't don't be like oh you should do that thing that's harder more often i only see yeah. you do one thing so i assume it's the way that you like to see yourself or it's easier but sure let me just fuck up your brain a little. Um, <laughs> but he goes. Um, so he says the contact thing and she's immediately like, well, this was nice. Bye. And he's like, whoa, wait, when I'm nervous, I say the wrong thing. And she's like, so are you nervous? Ninety nine percent of the time. I loved that. Which I thought was funny. I thought that was great. Just because I mean, ugh, this guy for a little bit in this episode, I really thought he was turning around on me. Cause also the nervous thing, like him being like, I'm sorry. I'm like weird when I'm nervous. Like that made me like him a little bit more. And then later on, I liked him. And now obviously I turned around, but this guy yeah, no. sucks. Is he Terrible. the new Derek? He's not that bad, but I feel like he's, no, he's don't put that on him yet. We haven't seen enough of him to like be able to say that. No, he's not that he's not skeezy, but he's, he is not respectful of women. No, um, but he's like, let me start over. Like, let's like, I'm sorry. You look great. Let's go to the party. 
And then we're at the party, and I did not realize that Maya was DJing this. Also, since when is Maya a DJ? No idea. Well, she mixes her own stuff. I feel like yeah. some people that are musical in that way, like prodigy musical like she is, can like kind of do a bunch of shit. I mean, if Paris Hilton is a DJ, then I guess I can believe that Maya is a DJ. Honestly, I saw Maya DJing, and the first thought I had was Paris Hilton. <laughs> did you just did you also recently watch her documentary on youtube i did not i i had a, a friend who knows my taste in that kind of stuff pretty well who was like it's not worth it i was like okay yeah i mean it's like 90 it's like 80 percent is like you know i'm actually playing a character and it's like you say this every like three years i we know we've known this forever and like the only like good part is when she like talks about like the skeezies boarding school she went to that like literally abused children um oh i didn't know about that oh yeah that's part of the documentary where like she it's like i've never talked about this before i went like my parents sent me away to this school because i was like a troubled kid and they were physically and mentally and emotionally abusive and nobody's doing anything about it because parents usually don't believe their kids because they're like problem children and it's like a whole weird terrible cycle of abuse and so like she reunites with former classmates who are like trying to raise awareness about this shitty school and I'm like that's the only like reason to watch it because it's like yes let's raise awareness but like the rest of the movie is like i'm putting on a character did you know that and i'm djing at like that whatever that like wonderland or whatever the fuck that dj festival is in like denmark anyway (laughs) um we are at the party maya's djing Oh, things are still kind of weird with Zoe, Grace, and Zig. Yeah, Zoe arrives and she complains about the entry fee, which is valid because $20 is crazy. Um, and then uh, Grace ups it up to 25 I, I, I get why they're all mad at Zoe, but also it, it like makes me sad to see Grace being mean to Zoe. Yeah, I mean, Zoe did a shitty thing. Like, it's so valid for her to be shitty to Zoe. But also, like, just because I, like, watched her break her heart in real time, I was like, oh, my God. I can't want you to be mean. Yeah. It's just all shitty and very high school. Also, apparently they've already made a $1,000 because they're charging up the butt for people to get into this party. And I'm like... You know, $1,000 could maybe, like, cover many of your flights. Like, that seems like a lot of money. I understand international flights are expensive, but, like, Toronto to Los Angeles cannot be that much around trip, right? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, I've... I'm trying to think of, like... I mean, I've done... I've done pretty cheap round trip flights from here to various parts of california but i've also like seen them for like i've also flown for like significantly more i mean i haven't flown for more than a thousand dollars though but also international changes it a little i guess even though it's even if it's just canada i don't know i don't know i've actually never Um, flown to canada i've never flown into canada although but i was going to earlier this year i was going to fly to vancouver and 
I found pretty decent flights that are like comparable to like flying to California. So I don't know. Maybe it's because it's kind of last minute. Anyway, um, whatever. Tiny should be able to keep all the money anyway. He's like going abroad for the summer technically. So maybe he needs spending money too. <laughs> um, but anyway, Grace is drinking a beer and I immediately was like, should she be drinking? I feel like this is a bad idea. Yeah. She has health issues. Yeah. And beyond that also, like my first thought was also like, there are a lot of meds that you can't mix alcohol with. Yeah. Yeah. Which we later find out. Um, and <laughs> my next note is also, I'm sorry, did Zig get more jacked? Because his arms are out. And I'm like, he looks humongous. <laughs> But it's all the dance troupe practice. I guess so. And this he's walking with Grace in the forest and he's telling her that I think she's talking about the road trip and he's like, oh, you were serious about that? I don't actually know if I can do that because I joined like Esme's dance troupe for children and I'm playing Prince Charming and... I don't remember how we get to this point, but they're sitting down. Oh, um, and like she, they, so she like sees him like looking at her or whatever, and he says the thing about like Prince Charming, and she's like, "Oh, what is she like an evil witch?" Blah blah blah, and he's like, "Everyone's so mean to her, but she's always nice to me. I like her, whatever." And Grace is basically like, "So that's all it takes, like big eyes and long legs or whatever," and um. He, uh, he's like, oh, I'm just waiting until I can have someone as good as you or whatever. And that's when she makes the move. Kisses him. Hate it. Ah, I wrote it in all caps. Oh my God. Grace kissing. And he immediately is like, uh, I feel like this is a bad idea. I don't want to ruin our friendship over like a one time thing. And I'm like, oh no, this is so awkward. I feel so bad for Grace. This is like the worst case scenario for her. It's terrible. He also is like Uh, the first thing, the first excuse is Maya. And she's like, she's like, oh, Maya already knows. I already told her it's cool, which which is is not how that went down. No, (laughs) at all. And then, uh, yeah. And then he's like for a one time thing, which, uh, brutal. Like that's just, I will say for Zig, he is mostly dumb, but he is real good at a kiss-off, apparently. <laughs> like, he can really effectively turn a girl down. Yep. Yep. He is at least not... He's at least not doing the shitty thing of, like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to roll with this and lead her on because I'm a dumb boy. So, but it's just... Ugh. It's crushing. Um... But then we see Shay, who I think she's in the gym and she's like having like an inner struggle and she goes to text Tiny, who if you we we look at her phone screen, it looks like he's been like trying to text her and is like, hey, I want to talk about us. Like I broke up with la 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 la. And Shay's like, I think we need to pause. I need to think about this. This is like. I'm in a very tough position. So it seems like they've been texting about that. And that's the last thing that they had talked about. Like Shay doesn't want to talk to him. But she goes to text him and asks like, can I forgive Frankie? 
and he immediately calls her and is like, uh, what's going on? <laughs> I like that they let us linger on the screen for normally than they usually do. So we could read yeah. those texts. Mm-hmm. And Shay is like, I'm tired of losing. I don't know what to do, but I don't know if like I can forgive Frankie. Like, I don't know. What do you think I should do? And Tiny's like, follow your heart. I'm like, thanks for the vague advice, Tiny. But also, this is only a decision that Shay can really make for herself. So, yes. Also, the entire conversation is like, there's like an undercurrent of like, but also we like each other. This is like, yeah. they're talking about volleyball and Frankie but they're also talking about both of them at the same time. Whoever mm-hmm. wrote this phone call, like I want to shake their hands. Like they, this is like, <laughs> this is well-written Degrassi stuff. Yes. Also, I'm like, I'm obsessed yes. with them now. <laughs> I'm on board for shiny. Yeah. Also, I love that their ship name is shiny. I know. It's great. I think we've both been pretty much on board from day one, but I did. I, yeah. I always feel bad in like a love triangle situation. It always feels too yeah. mean and sad. But, oh, my God, I love them. Yeah. They're so cute. But I feel like even though love triangles are annoying, I feel like this one was, like, I was, like, invested in it. And it felt, it didn't feel like, oh, well, let's just do it because we want to. I was, like, I believed, like, both relationships in the triangle. 100%. Like, I don't, I, it yeah. wasn't, like, this Grace and Zig thing where it was, like, what? Where did this come yeah. from? Yeah. <laughs> Like, yes. we watched the almost relationship with Tiny and Shay and how compatible they were. And then we watched Lola swoop in because Lola had been hinting at the fact that she kind of was stalking Tiny, like, via, like, Hasty Graham and was, like, really into him or whatever. Right. Like, we could uh, both, like you said, both elements were really believable. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. and I, I just, I think that he and Shay are so much more compatible than he was with Lola. I mm. mean... Because of, like, all the science stuff, yeah. But also, like, I I always felt like when Lola talked, he was kind of, like, whatever, <laughs> you know? And, like, but also, yeah. like, whenever he talked, Lola was kind of, like, whatever. I think that they were just, like, I, you're pretty and fun, yeah, but also we don't like, want to talk at all. <laughs> they were definitely attracted to each other, but it didn't run as deep as, like, Tiny and Shay. It, that's how it seemed. Totally. But yeah, this is a love triangle that is like very high school and very believable to me. Because in high school, like there is a lot of overlap <laughs> with like dating and hooking up and all of that just because the pool is so small. And I felt like this was pretty believable. Yeah. I think also the like dating your friend's ex thing really hits home yeah. for me because I've been on both <laughs> sides of it where I've yeah. like, I've both been like, the mean person who dated my friend's ex like twice um and then I've also had like the same exact thing happen to me on like the other end so it's just like right it's I think it just like like hits me in my high school heart (laughs) um but then (laughs) my next so my next note is Yellen Bass's date is weirdly going okay M dash. Okay, never mind. He's being terrible. Oh, yeah. I wrote Baz and Neil seem to be having a good time. Oh, my God. Baz sucks. All caps. <laughs> so I can't remember like what was happening when it seemed like it was going well. I think I think it's like he's asking her permission like, oh, 
can I put my arm around you? And he's like, and she's like, oh, yeah, I guess that would be fine. And he's like, oh, can I? I can't remember. He, he like leads up to it and he's like, okay, now kiss me now. And she's like, um, excuse me? And he's like, quick, Grace is looking. Like, we got to make her jealous. And it's like, oh, God, this was an entire plot to, I don't know, try to make Grace jealous, which is completely unrealistic. And he's like, oh, wait, did you, like, actually think this was a real date? Which is so fucking annoying. It sucks. And so, like, gaslighty where it's like, he was, like, pursuing her to go on a date this whole time. Literally since we've known his character. said that this, like, helped me out. Let's go on a date. So I can make this girl like, I don't know. Like she wasn't even into him. She kept saying exactly. no. And he like bullied exactly. her into it. And then it's so annoying. she finally like amped herself up enough that she was like, I think maybe I can try to have a good time and give this guy the benefit of the doubt. And then, and then he's, he's like, and then he says that if Grace wasn't into him, then Yale is like totally his third choice, which is yeah. just what you oh want to hear. I fucking hate him. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, you're totally my third choice. Not even second choice, man. Second yeah. choice is already bad. You already don't want to settle for being second choice. Third is just <sighs> a nightmare. And just an even bigger insult. Um, And she's like, all right, fuck you, goodbye. <laughs> and then we're with Grace, who is drunk and in a very bad mood and taking it out on Maya, who's like, hey, what's going on? What happened? Like, why are you so upset now? I just saw you. And Grace is like, everything's so easy for you because you're pretty and blonde and boys like you and la la la. And she comes clean about the zig kiss. I can't remember exactly how she said it. But she's just really lashing out and causing a scene. And then she faints because she's drinking on her medication and she shouldn't be doing that. And it's very scary. It is, it's super scary. I have nothing to add to that. Baz follows her and she's like, leave me alone. And then she right. like, is like, I don't feel good and just collapses. Yeah. And it occurs um, to me in this moment. I'm like, what? Nobody knows. And then I remembered Zoe is around. So I was Zoe's like, Zoe's here. God. It's okay. Zoe's like, here. Zoe's Thank here. God. It'll be okay. Um, but first we are with Shay, who's at Frankie's house. And Frankie's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're here. Hang on one second. She like gets out her computer. She has written out an entire like apology and reads it to Shay. And she's like, I was worried. Like I would have said this. I would have done this earlier, but I didn't think you wanted to talk to me. And I just wanted to make sure that that was the first thing that I said to you before we talk about anything else. And she's very like, like, are you sure you want to be here? Like, I can leave. Like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm in your house. Like, I'm here for a reason. Like, let's just like, let's keep talking. Um, and I thought it was a very nice moment. I was also on an airplane when I watched this, so my emotions were extremely heightened, um, but it was nice. <laughs> I was not on an airplane, and it was still, it, I wouldn't call it, like, emotional emotional, but it was really nice. I did I did yeah. like this, even though I did feel like Frankie could have probably written more. 
in that apology yeah but it was it was to the point it was she it's not like i mean i guess it's good that she didn't like monologue yeah. but i feel like she learned more but than what she said but whatever i'm like maybe they hashed it out when they talked it gave them room to have a conversation mm-hmm. definitely um and then we're back in the ravine zig and tiny are like extremely worried and freaking out nobody knows what's going on finally and i'm I wrote down, she needs to go to the hospital. And then Zoe like swoops in and is like, what the fuck? She needs to go to the hospital. And I'm like, thank God Zoe is here and knows what is going on. Okay. I'm going to tell a very personal story really fast because I know that we have some listeners who are younger and not of like drinking age or are scared to get their friends parents and tr- like their their friends in trouble with their parents if your friend if you're at a party or if you're with someone who's been drinking or doing drugs if they pass out if you're like this doesn't seem right something is wrong call an ambulance yeah take them to the hospital at the very bare minimum call their parents call i mean i would honestly i'd probably go to a hospital first and i know that like in the u.s it's a it's a whole thing because of medical things but the most important thing is that your friend doesn't die because when i was 14 years old and i'm okay with sharing this because whatever it was a part of my life it was a very long time ago when i was 14 years old i overdosed on drugs it was bad it was a bad fucking time i was going to die my friends the only thing i remember as i was in and out of consciousness is my friends arguing over whether or not they should call somebody for i don't know how long i almost died and my friends spent a fair amount of, which which is fair you know they were scared we were young and like we were all like party kind of kids and they were like she's gonna get in trouble her parents are really strict you know, we're going to get in trouble with the cops because we're all, like, under 17 and, like, on drugs in a diner. Like, <laughs> just fucking New Jersey as hell. And one of my friends who was a little bit older stepped up and was like, if you do not call an ambulance, she is going to die. Someone call 911 and someone else call her dad. And it saved my goddamn life. Your friend will get in trouble. I got in a lot of fucking trouble, man. And you know what? I lived to be 29. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm still here. I would rather have been in trouble like 15 goddamn years ago and alive. Call yes. the goddamn ambulance if your friend passes out. Maybe they're just sleeping. See if you can wake them up. But if you try to wake them up and they don't wake up, or if you try to wake them up and they're acting really weird and not just like, oh, they're like drunk, like call a goddamn ambulance or call their parents, but probably an ambulance. Yes. Call both. Both it's is ideal. It's better to be safe than sorry. There's a reason that is an expression. <laughs> yeah. I would actually, I would recommend calling both because my dad actually got there before the ambulance did. And when the ambulance did get there, he was like, I don't like the local hospital. Go to the other one because my parents are specific as hell. <laughs> it's like, let's add 15 minutes onto this journey. <laughs> Great. Anyway, that is my story. Do not be afraid to get your friends in trouble. Because yes. you would they'd rather be alive and in trouble yes. than not. 
anyway. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Yes. Anyway, Zoe has Grace's goddamn back when nobody else does because they're all worried about yes. her getting in trouble. Yes. Um, but then we cut to where Yale is and Hunter has arrived. Apparently Miles drove him. Um and they're finally talking about things. I think Yale is like down in the dumps because of the Baz shit and like I can't remember I think she's like they're talking about like first kisses and Hunter's like what you don't think there's like a, you don't want to like save it for someone special or I can't remember it seems like he's talking about soulmates I watched this like multiple days ago I'm sorry <laughs> he shows up it's a bit of a knight in shining armor moment because she's sad mm-hmm. and he's there and he's like and they're talking and she's like I'm having a bad time basically and he's like did you kiss him and she's like no because he sucks but you know why do you care and he's like I just think your first kiss should be with someone you care about and right. she was like she is, says that that's hopelessly romantic emphasis on the hopeless <laughs> and then they like have this nice moment where they both actually admit their feelings to each other at last at last and he's like and she's like, why didn't you say anything before? And he's like, I, he's basically was just like, I didn't want to pull you into like my messy life. And she's like, you already have. Like, we're already there. And she like leans her head on his shoulder and they like, he puts his arm around her and they're just like sitting there. And I thought it was nice that like, I liked this moment and that, that we didn't like get there first kiss immediately too it was like oh we find like we did a big thing already now like let's just like hug and like sit here for a while and it's really nice the party's better now and i thought it was very sweet i really liked it i was like i just was like oh this is really nice she's just like (laughs) leaning on his shoulder and they're just sitting there and it's like the rest of the party is happening and it's pulling back and they're just like alone and it's really i don't know it's just it's just nice, guys. It was very nice. It's just nice and innocent. I like that. There were many touching moments in this episode. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, but then we're at the hospital and we find out, like, oh, Grace, remember, like, earlier in the episode, we didn't talk about it, but she got put on new medication and then she drank on her new medication and things were all out of whack. And that's what happened, basically. Um, and apparently Maya stayed to, like, make sure that she was okay. Also, fuck and Zig and Tiny for not also staying. I know. I can't believe not all of them stayed, honestly. Um, but maybe they were like, oh, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> but, and also maybe Zig was like, oh, things are awkward with us. I just want to make sure she's okay. And then he left. Who knows? Um... But I think she, we find, so she finds out that Zoe is the one who told everyone to bring her to the hospital, but Zoe still did not tell everyone her secret because Zoe is still a good friend. Yeah, she is. (laughs) Deep, 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 deep down. And Maya comes in and like, she finally tells Maya like, I have cystic fibrosis. This is the deal. And it's like, yay, finally letting her in on what's going on in her life because it has become a hazard to not tell people yeah 
I get wanting. Yeah. I, I mean, you're you are entitled to keep your medical records as private as possible. But if you're gonna yeah. like be going out doing things, you know, like school day to day, fine. But if you're doing like after school activities where people need to know, I mean, I think that's also mm-hmm. like why her curfew exists. You know, right, right. But yeah, I just no, I don't know. She yeah. If you're yeah. I mean, if she was going to do that road trip, she would obviously have had to tell Zig. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, But then we are with the volleyball team. They're about to get on a bus to go to a game. And Frankie is here. And she has posted an apology letter, like, online to the other teams. And they vote her back on the team. But Goldie is like, uh, what if the other team's, like, take issue and don't want to play us and then Frankie's like then I won't play like I'm not gonna push it um and I'm like I I'm like I'm still like conflicted about this I'm like I'm glad that like everyone is like I'm glad she has finally apologized and she realizes like what was wrong but it still feels like this happened so fast but maybe it's just because we're watching it so fast I don't know I don't know but redemption for Frankie, sure. Sure. And, and then we get then, an amazing moment. <laughs> and then uh, Shay sees Tiny and they hug and they kiss. There's so much kissing in this episode. It's crazy. Um, And Shay's like, wait, oh, my God, what just happened? Ah, and Tiny's like, go to your game. We can talk about it later. Like, you're about to go play. Like, let's live in the happiness of this moment and not get complicated yet. You're about to play. And, like, they get on the bus. And I'm like, this feels like a finale, but it's not the finale. Which leads me to, like, is now I'm like, what is going to go wrong in the next episode? Like, what is going to happen? Because this we're ending on a pretty high note here. Because this is the end of the episode. And I'm worried. Yeah, me too. But you know what? I feel like I know Degrassi too well to like get comfortable in this happy moment. Truly, I mean, I'm. I honestly, I'm gonna say it. I loved this episode, start to finish. It was a good episode. It was a really good good episode, and it made me want to like immediately watch the next one. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that is the end. That is the end. So, Spirit Squad Captain Zoe. Yeah, Zoe for. Saving Grace. <laughs> Saving Grace. I was Grace. just going to say that. <laughs> um, Hunter for for showing up instead of like, I feel like that's like a sign that he's matured. Yeah. And like that, like he's therapy definitely is working. Because otherwise he would have just like steamed about it or been a dick. Instead he showed up to make sure that it was like cool, basically. Yeah. He would have really raged about it. Yeah. Pre-therapy. Um. Yeah. Okay. Ship shiny. I'm definitely going and shiny. Hunter and yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I think it's I think it's a pretty even tie. Honestly, they're both yeah. great. Um. All right, Grapevine. We have some emails, or I guess we're shouting out some emails and then reading an email. So I wanted to shout out to Davina and Hannah. Thank you both for sending us really nice emails. Um. I'm not going to read them because they're pretty much exclusively complimentary. 
<laughs> and I am a narcissist, but not to that extent. But I do love reading things like that. Thank you. And then we have an email from Callie who breaks down ages and grades of Degrassi characters, which I think will be very helpful. <laughs> so she says, after season five, the show started combining two seasons to be one year. So here's the timeline. Season six and seven, Manny, Emma, Liberty are in 12th grade with Danny and his class in the 11th grade. Holly J's intro was in season six as well when she was in 10th grade, which would also include Anya and Sav. Okay. And it's canon that Peter is younger than Emma, right? Yeah, I think he's a year younger. Okay. Okay. Season eight and nine, the college years plus the introduction of Claire's class, and they were Niners. Plus, introduction of Fiona and Declan, who were in Holly J's class, who would now be juniors, with Danny, Jane, and her class graduating at the end of season 9. Seasons 10 and 11, Holly J and her class are seniors. Claire and her class are now sophomores. Introduction of Eli. Holly J and her class graduate at the end of season 11, or like mid-season 11 which is when things got a bit confusing. The end-ish of season 11 was when we were introduced to Tristan, Maya, and their class as ninth graders. I can't believe season that was 10... season 11. God, I forgot about most of season 11. <laughs> season 10 was the intro of Imogen as well, I believe. Season 10 is introduction of Bianca and Drew. And season 11 is also when Shantae finally gets to move on from Degrassi. <laughs> I'm still confused, even though I'm reading this right now. I read it, like, um, three times, and I was like, I think I get it. <laughs> Seasons 12, 13, 14. Maya and her class as still freshmen, then sophomores what? come season 13. When Zoe, Tiny, and Grace come in. Season 13 is when we are also introduced to Frankie and Hunter as ninth graders. Katie and her class graduate at the end of season 12, with Drew being held back a year. Season 12 was Claire and her class graduating, which Drew graduated with. Season 12 is also the introduction of Becky and Dallas. Season 14 is when Shay and Lola come in. Okay, next class, seasons 1 and 2, Maya and her class as juniors, Frankie and her class as sophomores. I hope this helps a bit. It hurt my brain to try and remember all that. I just got familiar with the combo of two seasons equal one school year with the first four seasons of OTH. I don't know what that means. One Tree Hill. Um, <laughs> which was a bit more... Oh, One Tree Hill. Which was a bit more confusing just in terms of when episodes were actually took place. All right. I'm still confused. But I might have to refer to this email going forward if I'm confused about what someone's age is. <laughs> I am definitely. But I think all that matters to. is that Maya and Zig and Grace and Zoe and Tristan and my, like all those people are juniors. Everyone else are sophomores. We're just dealing with like two classes right now, correct? Yeah. Okay. We don't know where Esme is. I'm assuming she's a junior. Because she's in, like, Miles and Zig's classes. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that is all the great fun that we have. Thank you again, Callie, for that breakdown. Thank you. Uh, I, we appreciate the hard work and we will try to remember. Yes. Um, and if you'd like to be featured on a future Grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod or you can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com and you can listen to us pretty much anywhere. But if you are on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And you can follow me on, on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram at Keller High Water. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at KelSucks with a Z at the end. And I'm once again going to plug my other podcast, the Halloween episode. Um, our most recent episode went up l- almost a full week late <laughs> because <laughs> Sean and I are a mess. But we're a beautiful mess and you should listen to us. We had tech issues that we worked so hard to overcome. Oh boy. I, it took a, it took me literal days to edit. Yikes. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm glad you persevered through that. Somebody, I'm um, not saying who, but it was somebody that might have not been me accidentally recorded themselves at like half of the speed. What? I don't even know how, but I was how like, why is it like this? Why do you sound so weird? And why aren't we matched up in any capacity? That's so bizarre. And then it was just like four days of trial and error and us like not being able to uh be able to communicate more than once a day i'd like i'd tell him something was wrong in the morning and he'd send me a fix at night and i'd be like nope this is still wrong (laughs) (laughs) it was ongoing um wow well i guess in terms of recommending things i'll recommend the second season of netflix's unsolved mysteries is out now which i've been enjoying lately oh i gotta do that so get into it. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> I have so many podcast recommendations. I mean, I have so many true crime ones, but I think I'm just going to leave them because I, I don't know if that's like as widespread with our audience. But what you guys <laughs> might like is Zach to the Future, which is a Saved by the Bell podcast that is hosted by Mark Paul Gossler. What? And um, uh, another guy whose name I should know. He's not an actor on the show. But Mark Paul Gosler, for those of you who are too young, played Zach Morris on Saved by the Bell. Because you're Saved by the Bell. Um, and Which is a TV show from the early 90s, for those of you who are too young. Yep. Uh, late 80s, early 90s. It is glorious. It's so good. And because he's Zach goddamn Morris, he... He, for the most part, will, like, get... He'll get either, like, writers or other... He had, um... What's her name? Elizabeth... Hurley? Not Hurley. What's her name? Elizabeth... I can't remember. Jesse Spano. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Showgirls. Yeah. So, he got her on the show for the first episode, like, did an interview. It's really, really good. I love it a lot. Zach to the future. So wait, is it wait? Do they go episode by they episode? They go episode they by episode. They like started from the beginning, and it's like it's like Mark Paul like not remembering things and remembering certain <laughs> things and being like being like this was like he was like yeah like uh like Saved by the Bell was like his first kiss ever, and it was like an on screen wow. kiss, and he was like I don't know. It was it was so good. It was it's so good. 
That sounds amazing. Do they start with Good Morning, Miss Bliss? They don't. Or? They skip Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Although Good Morning, Miss Bliss was his first. That was like when his first kiss was, apparently. But yeah, no, they gotcha. skip it. They just go right into um, Dancing to the Max, which is like the first episode that came out for Saved by the amazing. Bell. I might have to listen to that. You that sounds should. Great. I like <laughs> highly recommend. It's brought me a lot of joy. Wow. Um, I think they might have played Saved by the Bell reruns on the end, like in like my later high school years. But I could be wrong. Anyway, uh, that sounds great. That is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. 